0: Alright guys, welcome back to Book Talk Made Me, the podcast where we talk about all your favorite books as recommended by the folks on TikTok. Well, the t- the Book Talk side of TikTok, you
1: know. The smutty Book Talk side yeah. Though, specifically.
0: Clean Talk has its time and place, but that is not in this podcast. I'm Caitlin, joined by Hilda and Bridget. Hey guys. Hi. And guess what? If you've been around for us for the last five episodes, I think you know what we're talking about. So today- Lance or Ryan. <laughs> she jumped and correct.
1: just kidding <laughs>
0: <laughs> well mostly correct the man does have a pivotal role to play in this book but we're talking about Zodiac Academy's book 6 which is Faded Throne now this is again by who we lovingly call the Twisted Sisters Caroline Peckham and Sil- Suzanne Valenti um, it's a 6 parter in a set of 8 so most recently book 7 came out last December book 8 comes out this December Um, right before Christmas, I think, right?
2: Yeah, they just want to ruin the holiday.
1: I mean, the expectation this time around is is that they won't. And we're going to get a super beautiful, happy ending. And everything's going to be wonderful. And the reason we're going to be sad is because the series ended.
2: You got some rose, like, colored glasses over there.
1: It's a, it's a romance. It's supposed to end happily.
2: And I'm oh, sure just, it will yeah. in the last page. But you know they're still going to, like, <laughs> punch you in the freaking gut, in the vagina, several times. Like, <laughs> come on. Oof. Those are tough punches to take. Yes. And which is what they have delivered for us in the past six books. Well, I go back to The Ruthless
0: Boys, which is a spinoff from the Zodiac Academy world, which had its ups and downs and cliffhangers. And like, I'm crying, I'm laughing, I'm all over the place. And that one did end happily. We did have a nice ending. So I am cautiously optimistic for that as well.
2: Yeah. But the end, the like happy ever after happened, of course, in the ever after. Like, you had to get all the way to the end. This book is going to be long. Like, well, I mean, that's how,
1: that's how books work, Bridget. You have well, to read I, the whole thing. Sadly,
2: <laughs> I know this,
1: except for I did read one book the other
2: day where the second book was entirely like we're like, in an epilogue. And I'm like, so what am I doing here? Where is the drama? This is all happy. And then he cheated on her. I was like, fuck, out. <laughs> DNF.
0: I'm done. Also, just like to say, I'm not the only one drinking today. I've got my wine sisters with me.
2: Cheers to new traditions. Cheers to
0: new traditions. So, remind's mine's almost done. So, go yeah. It's just we're gonna have to pause so Bridget can go refill, like get a little. No, we gotta chill. make it through this
2: podcast. I can't oh, have any more words.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, we have got a lot to touch base on to get into, if you will. And we'll hit you up with a quick five minute recap. First reminder of where we last left off. Who wants
1: to take us through this? It's gonna have to be Bridget. Can someone tell
2: me where we left off in the last book, though?
1: I got you. So, where we last yeah. left off. Um, Tori was guardian bonded to Lionel. So Tori was and guardian so, bonded
0: to Lionel and lured to Akrex Manor under false pretenses that Darcy had been kidnapped when really it was a trap. It was
2: Orion Manor. Orion yeah. Manor?
1: Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man, I'm so, already up to a bad start. He. No, it's fine. So Tori, at the very end, yes, she thought Darcy had gone. Um, had gotten kidnapped by Lionel. It was a ploy used by um, Lionel and the Shadow Princess um, via Diego's shadow hat.
0: His knitted soul abuela
1: cap. His, his yes. His um. How many weird names can we come up with? In the book, movie? they actually call it Soul Hat,
2: <laughs> but I like Abuela Soul Hat. Like you know, remember um, which
1: who made it. So, anyways, there's this big battle. Um, Darcy's able to burn off the shadows, but tori gets guardian bonded to lionel and he takes her um back to somewhere where she's getting tortured and she actually lets herself get lost into the shadows so we have like shadow tori right and she did this to protect everyone else uh darius was about to
0: die after an altercation with lionel and clara um so she did this to save her friends and ultimately made the sacrifice that was required, to, which was predicted by Gabriel, yes. um, and then went back with them. So where that brings us to this book, you know, that one had a super nice happy ending with Tori getting tortured.
2: Yes. Now this picks
0: up super right
2: happy. after that. So that last book ended at the end of your spring semester, so we immediately are heading into summer this airs and Darcy spend the entire summer So this looking at me like no I thought you were going
1: to say it ended at the end of the book <laughs> so I yes. was, just like, it's like I was, was book. just like I was just like
0: duh the book ended at the end of the book <laughs> look man
2: <laughs> how
1: much wine have we had people? a couple sips. give me some credit <laughs> sorry it's me. I'm delirious.
2: Um, we actually and haven't I'm drank the one. that
1: much wine.
2: So I'm, the one. <laughs> I'm not even
1: drinking. I have like caffeine water in my cup and green juice. caffeine
2: water? Okay. When,
1: when you get the little like tabs oh. of like noon, the noon tabs, and you stick them in your water to hydrate when you exercise. But right now I'm just like hydrating after a nap.
2: Interesting. <laughs> I was like, so you're giving up the taste of coffee for just water?
1: I was too lazy to brew. No, because caffeinated it, it, water. it tastes like ginger lime. Interesting. Okay. Mm. Anyhow, I'll send you a link
0: later. We'll drop that link in the show notes if needed for anyone who wants <laughs> to get caffeinated water
2: as well. And if the people who create this caffeinated water want to sponsor us, by all means, hit us up. Yep. <laughs> okay, so we are in the summer. The heirs and Darcy are taking on nymph battles left and right. They are in search of the Imperial Star. Of course, the nymphs are right behind them. They're trying to figure out how the hell every single time they show up to raid a place, the nymphs are right behind them. It is also, you know, summer is comes into Leo season as well. So we run into Darius and his birthday, and this entire summer he has not been able to find his one true love, um, Tori. We know she's oh. somewhere with Lionel. We know they're guardian bonded he doesn't know what's happening to her. He's fearing for her. You know, it really works him into a frenzy. He looks for her all night whenever he's not with Darcy. And he find she finally shows up on the arm of Lionel for his birthday dinner. And she could not give a single crap about any of them. Um, she's basically absorbed into the shadows. She's a shell of a girl. Darius is off his, like, jumping out of his seat max has to intervene to make sure he doesn't lose it because they're in front of all these people um so we already start feeling all the feels for darius because he's watching his girl be on the lap of his dad and she's not yeah gross okay so
1: she's like lionel simp i do want to clarify though and i have to do it now because if not it's gonna be gross well lionel is busy banking clara he does not have a sexual relationship with tori that's yeah. what we come
2: to find out through the rest of the book but at this point darius isn't sure i 100 sure so he doesn't know what to think so immediately after back, we're feeling the same feelings darius is feeling disgusted and hateful um you know we we'll really say, just we
0: found out Far too late in the book that there was no sexual
1: relationship there. Because far. I, think that, I thought that was figured out pretty quickly.
2: I wasn't sure. I, you know, was hoping for the best, but assuming yeah. the worst because I didn't know how terrible Lionel actually is because he is terrible. So I w- didn't want to put it past him. But anyhow, so this um, everyone resumes to go back into school. And finally, Tori decides to grace herself. Um, with their presence and everyone's freaking out because they've been searching for Tori this entire weekend. Um, The siblings of the heirs have also joined Zodiac Academy. So we get some new characters in there and more Xavier point of views. We have Lance who's still been in prison and, you know, he broke his star vow with Darcy. So he just has the worst luck ever. Homeboy shows up to visit Darius in their little prison meeting area with bloody noses, basically beat up. And Darius is pissed. He's like, you got to break the vow with Darcy. I'm going to bring her hair. So they end up breaking the vow and he has a change of luck and he's able to access his father's diary, which leads them down this path to find the Imperial Stone. So throughout the book, we have some great scenes, some spicy scenes. Um, we get some interactions from Rosalie, who we've met in a separate series, and um, ruthless boys as Dante's little sisters we also get to see Dante or his little cousin not his sister um the Scooby gang go out on a mission to the graveyard and they're able to retrieve the imperial star and they bring it back and they hide and then suddenly we are in Christmas time already so this book goes over the course of an entire semester um and then everything hits the fan when it's Christmas time Lionel has been waiting patiently to pull one over everyone, and he forces Darius to get married to Ogre of Mildred. Um, And then he has a surprise for everyone. Uh, He basically captured Lance because he was on the run with Darcy and threw him into the pit where they have the nymphs battling out with him. And so there's a huge fight scene that breaks out. Really, the Rebellion comes out in full force. This is the first time we are seeing people in the Rebellion outside of the Zodiac Academy students. Um,
0: the full might of ass club.
2: The full might of ass club and beyond. Meanwhile, Darius, you know, we find out he does not get married to Mildred. And it was Gabriel who was helping him out. And One they of go my off-
0: favorite scenes. I can't wait to talk about that. It's so
2: funny. They go on a mission to save his sisters, because Gabriel tells Darius, hey, one of my sisters is going to die today unless we go here now. And Darius is like, let's go. The stars give him the option to save Roxy, and he lives, or he gives his life for her, and he gets to spend one year with her without any bonds, without the star. um, What's the
0: ring called again? The Elysian meet irises, the star-crossed? Yeah,
2: without the star-crossed bond or curse, and he takes it. And Darcy lives, Tori lives, but they're on the run because the nymphs show up for the attack and things get out of hand. So now the Scooby gang and more are on the run.
1: The only thing I think you missed is that Lionel declares himself king. Didn't he do that last book? No, that was this book. It's hard to tell.
0: He just... Well, I think he declared himself king in... The last book to his smaller group. And I think this was
1: his public decry that I am the king. Yeah. And he like forces the counselors to like bow to him because he was like, oh, I had a dream. And he's like and he reveals that he has the shadows. I really thought that was last book, but also I've been listening to these on speed, like the fastest
2: way on audio and, you know, just went from one book into the other. But this makes sense. Um, yeah, so Lionel's an asshole. Moral of the story. I
0: mean, the moral of the story is we don't really want to talk about that inflated iguana too much. But yes, that was a pivotal plot point where he declares himself king and uh the classist orderist uh bullshit that he has put in place kind of comes together.
1: Yes, and we also get the creation of the cunts, the king's united or the king's yeah, the Kings United Nebular Task Force, which has the best club names.
2: I know, which um is headed by um, what none other than the ogre Aldred, Mildred, not Aldred Mildred, Ugh. and sadly our homegirl Tori is in it.
0: Not because she wants to be.
2: No, she, she that was when she her head was filled with shadows and her order was suppressed. Like we're going to give her, you know, a break for that. All right, so that's I, your I, five-minute
0: recap. I, a lot happened in this book, Bridget. I think you did a great job summing it up.
2: I felt like I was about to go off on a tangent there for a second. Okay, I, mean, I couldn't get you at any
0: point. I was like, yeah, let's talk about that wedding. Let's talk about that.
2: Oh, so many good There's things so to go through. So Many,
0: yeah. And the battle scene was great. Um, and we'll get into that. I don't want to. I don't want to jump ahead.
2: I just want to go ahead and let the people know. Don't fact check me too hard on the order of the timeline because I was listening to this on audiobook and I kept falling asleep because I was listening it to the middle of the night. I'd wake up two hours afterwards to like nurse my son and then I would just immediately fall back into the story because I would wake up be like, wait, how are we in the section already and then fall back (laughs) into the story and just fall back asleep and then wake up and listen. And then I'd be like, go back to fill in the pieces. So, you know, I think I got my timeline back together, but. Look, it it, hap-
0: it all happens within this book. Yes, chronologically, we can't say who's to say we're not going
2: to mostly gonna, I mean, chronologically. <laughs> we think we think that's why I didn't know like which book ended up having Lionel declaring himself as king.
1: And we might bring in stuff
2: from other books too.
1: But what's important, it is a series, so it all goes together. Right, exactly.
2: We were just here to talk about all things Zodiac. Yeah. We're just trying to focus on one book at a time, but that's not going to happen.
1: And I might be able to fact check you because, again, even though I didn't read it recently, I've only read the series like 562 times. So... Yeah, we're not obsessed at all. No, not. No. No, it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. I have healthy relationships with the series.
2: (laughs) As we do with the characters. Um, Speaking of characters, so immediately off the bat, you find out that Darcy has been hanging out with the heirs all summer And it warms your heart because she's alone. Her sister is off with Lionel. Lance, the love of her life, is off in prison. And these boys literally took her in as one of their own. They spend the entire, any free time they have, they spend it with her at the palace, helping her look for clues about the Imperial Star. And Seth basically sleeps in her bed every single night because as part as he claims as part of his order form he just wants to comfort his friends and his family that are in pain and he can feel the pain rating off of Darcy and Darius as well but Darius has like his entire family to go home and deal with
1: but to he does sleep with Darcy though in like his wolf form so like basically she's sleeping with a big cute fluffy white dog Every night, yeah. Think of like Jacob from Twilight <laughs>
2: when he's in his <laughs> wolf form, like that big. Um, but you know he does, you know, transform back, and every occasionally he'll still be naked in her bed. Just and know. I
0: love the character arcs they all go through, where they all started as enemies from the beginning, and now they've really banded together uh, and have really shown their love and support for Darcy. It was just like so sweet to see them all come together. Even Darius is like they have that – they sort of established in the last book they have like brother and sister-in-law vibe and you see a little bit more of that banter come into play,
2: which is – Oh, that comes in strong in this book because immediately yeah. both of them in their own POVs, they admit like Darcy or Darius was their crutch for the summer and they like – the airs are great and everything, but nobody truly understands the pain like the other D person,
1: <laughs> the <other team> person. <laughs> <You> <laughs> this had- is what we resorted to
2: then i know i'm going to stumble over your names because darcy darius darcy darius so oh
0: god it was so hard and you had diego in the mix last time like i had a hard time keeping them all straight well this yeah.
1: is how we ended up with darcius a couple of times darcius and da go. it doesn't help that like the couple
2: name for tori and darius and lance and um darcy are so similar and i'm like blah what is Do- dory what is what was the other one Darius, oh,
1: dory. dory
2: no it's yeah. dorian dance i think they used his last name dorian dorian maybe i made that one up. oh
1: dorian dorian
2: oh that's confusing yeah no that we
1: I, I reject those ones
2: yeah it's hard it's hard but i
0: like dorius better
2: you know <laughs> um Darius calls him her little shrew and I'm like you're such a big brother
0: they really have a really cute brother sister bond and it's cute to see them I mean it's unfortunate they're uniting in their pain but it is cute to see them coming together and working through that
2: so they're off fighting nymphs for the summer they're looking for the imperial star they the opening scene is they are at the clubhouse for the zodiac guild um did I say that right the nymphs are barging and don't laugh at me, Hilda. You know, something we didn't really touch on is I can't pronounce anything for shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was established. None we of us can. This None is not our can. first episode. <laughs> I'm like but the worst of
0: I think what was so startling to us is when we had our guest uh, listen with Brit on and she listens from an audiobook perspective. So all of these names she's coming to with the correct pronunciation and here we are stumbling over our words trying to figure out what the heck it is and then we're like "What? you just have the answers <laughs> like well, it never occurred to me that I could go to an audiobook form to get the correct pronunciations
1: And so I, I mean yes but like some of them I that. just
2: reject like
1: well, yeah like I mean, that's how we end up with rice Reese rice I mean
0: I mean listen you should have heard Hilda and I trying to come up with the demon names in the third demon queen trials book like it was just it was real hard.
2: Um, so they're in the clubhouse for the Zodiac Guild and they immediately go through it. You see, you know, Darius is super protective of Darcy because he made a promise to Tori before she went off with Lance that, you know, I would protect your sister. So you see that coming out um through these scenes. They weren't able to find the stars, but they see the nymphs are right behind them, so they t- basically torch the place and they head back to the Acrux Manor, and it is actually the night of Darius's birthday because um, he is a Leo baby, and they're having a formal dining for a you know young man that is turning twenty. And he's like, "Fuck this!" So his friends get a ride on his back back into the manor, and Darcy takes off back to the palace because she's not allowed to go to the party, even though they have become quite besties. Because Lionel will be pissed, and also they can't show that they've become friends with a Vega. Because even though they're all friends now, they still have that political tension. Yes.
0: Yeah. They have to put on airs that they are not as allied as they are.
2: Correct. Because they still have to play it up for the, you know, people of Solaria and Lionel. Um, As they're at dinner, you know, we find out that they haven't seen Tori since she left with Lionel. They've been looking for her. They haven't been able to contact her, find her. Um, Nothing has worked. Um, Darius has been looking night and day for her in the manor. Lionel walks in strolls in with Clara and Tori on his arm and Darius just stops like his entire body clenches up basically because he's seeing his mate in the hands of his father and she is just a shell of a girl like the spark that he loves is not, not there she's just you know making eye contact smiling people are shocked because not everybody knows that Tori has become his guardian bond so this is the moment that he reveals to everyone else that she is guardian bonded to him and he says, oh she's seen the light and you know she sends Clara off to go sit in her own seat and he pulls Tori into his lap during uh, the dinner like the worst. These are the moments that I'm like, yeah, you know I I feel like he would force her to you know have sex with him because he's such a terrible human being. Meanwhile, Claire is using her shadow controls to keep Darius in check. So he can't even do anything to Lionel because, you know, she's bonded to protect him. Also, she has like a huge boner for her daddy ate crux. Yeah. Um,
0: full boner. So many terror.
2: things wrong with this. So many things wrong with this. Um, and halfway through the dinner, Lionel sends her on her way back to wherever the freak she's been hiding out. And Darius tracks her and he realized that she's afraid of her. And your heart immediately breaks because they've been through all of this, and suddenly she's flinching in his presence. You are like, oh no, what's going on uh, here?
1: You meant Tori, though.
2: Tori, yes.
1: Yeah. Did okay. I say Dar- Darcy? No, I... you said Clara. Yeah, because okay. we were talking about Clara, and then yeah. So I mean
2: Tori.
0: Tori, now, and that was tough to read because you just saw you saw them in the last book, sort of rekindle their romance and realize we do want to be together. We made a mistake. We're going to come back together. And then to be so quickly ripped apart and now flinching in each other's presence is a little – it's sad. It's sad to read.
2: It is sad. So after his birthday party, we cut into the beginning of the school year, and it is the day of the awakening, and Xavier goes off to campus. He's super excited because he's finally getting to leave the manor, so he's getting his freedom. He's going to be safe in Zodiac Academy. We're all super happy for him because he's finally getting away from the monster that is his father. Of course, he's torn up a little bit because he's leaving his precious mother behind who has been faking that she's under the control of Lionel because Tori previously burnt through all of the dark coercion that he had put underneath her. I'm sure there's more now, but, you know, she knows at least.
0: Yeah, it was like, what, 18, 20 years of dark coercion were burned off. So,
2: yep. So um, he goes to the Awakening. Turns out the rest of the heir siblings are there as well. Um, Xavier is the most powerful out of all of them. He has three po- um, elements, which is a what, huge what? deal. That's so more elements than Xavier. I mean, not Xavier, than Darius.
0: Than Darius. So yeah, one less than the twins and one more than
1: Darius. I will say, though, they point out later that, um, yes, he has the three elements, but he's not as powerful in those elements as Darius is in his two. So technically, Darius is more powerful, but it is very impressive that he has three. And for the first time in his life, like Lionel actually shows pride in Xavier,
2: which Xavier is super excited about, but then he realized that now he's never gonna be, you know, let go from Lionel's grasp. Like he was looking forward to being out of the light away from Lionel and With then suddenly his is heard. The stars grant him three powers, and now Lionel is like, haha, you're back underneath my tongue because I have interest in you. But also, they the reason why he's not as powerful as Darius is because Darius and the rest of the heirs were awakened younger than everybody else, so they've had more time to hone their craft and really build up to the strength that they are, and it kind of makes it a, a an advantage to the other siblings of the heirs because they are technically able to like fight for their spot, as the heir to the counselors, but that will never happen because they were awakened so early. Just what did way, you guys you know. think
0: of the other heirs?
2: Um, Caleb's little brother, what is his name? Hadley or something. He's fine. Yes. And then Seth, I guess, has twins that like younger siblings that are there. They're all right. It's really. Um, it gives what's It this
0: tertiary character energy. It's not. I didn't I... feel any kind of way to them. I was like, you're there. I don't really care to read about you. I only really care about Xavier. I couldn't even tell you all their names. There's a, Isn't there one named Athena, though?
2: Yeah, Athena, it's yeah. Athena and... There's Hudley. Hadley. Hudley. Hudley or Hadley or something. There's Xavier. And then, and then Max's little sister. I, I want to say her name's Elise, but it can't be because Elise is. It must be Alice. It is Alice. It is Alice. There's one we're missing.
1: We're missing Seth's other twin. The boy one, the yeah. Boy twin. Yeah, he who shall not be named. So, I will say, like, I get why they were introduced as a plot point, but I really felt that the um, the heir's siblings are, like, filler. With the exception of Xavier. Like, even in book seven, when they're in the book, they're just kind of just, like, there. Maybe they have
0: a higher purpose in book eight. Like maybe they come to, to the rescue at some point.
2: Uh, well, they're, it's they're, like they needed sure. someone to fill the spots in case anything happens to the heirs, I guess. Like I'm thinking about it in that way. But yeah, they also needed filler because Xavier needed a place in this book. You know, he needed to have some sort of friends somewhere for him to be in Zodiac Academy. So that way when we interact with him with the older kids, you know, he can be off and
1: we're not – I don't know.
0: The airs are vanilla for me. They're not bad. They're not great. They're just
1: vanilla. They're They're vanilla. Grayson. Grayson is Grayson. Other and that's a quick fact checked.
2: She she's good at what she does.
1: Yeah, man. I serve
2: a a role.
0: (laughs) the The secretary of ass club right here.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Geraldine would be so proud. We also learned in the last. Episode of our podcast that Geraldine has a thick southern accent, and we know that from the audiobook. So, if you haven't listened to the audiobook and you're wondering why, that's why. Anyhow, um, <laughs> it's true, she does, she does, well, and we, I love her. We for learned, it. we learned she did. It, I think it's funny that like everyone knows what a southern accent is, even if you don't live in America, because the Tw- twisted sisters are from England. And they wrote a southern accent into Well, I guess, like, southern
0: accents traditionally have sort of that flowery way of speaking where it's like, well, slap my ass and call me Sally. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, those things where are like, wait, what? She definitely
2: has this, like, her versus her dad, she definitely has that southern twang to her. And I'm like, ooh, girl. Ooh. I love her more for it. <laughs> I, I do. I really do. It makes her, like, extra, you know. Um, So we're at Zodiac Academy now. Everyone's in the orb. Guess who shows up at the orb? None other than Tori and everyone. Darcy, this is the first time Darcy's seen her sister since she went off with Lionel. And she's immediately like, oh my God, Tori, where have you been? Are you okay? And Tori is like, get away from me. I don't know who you are. Don't touch me. Because Tori has been in the shadows basically the entire summer. And we find out after this, because Darcy tries to hold on to her to connect to her phoenix fire and she realized her order is not there at all so she her order is being suppressed which means that that gives Lionel more control over her. Darius is also like trying to talk to Tori because he wants her to come away with them so they can finally talk and she's like get away from me she flinches again and the rest of the heirs drag the both of them out of the orb and they're like okay, we need to make a plan on how to save Tori. We need to get her an order um, suppressant antidote. And we need to trap her to give it to her so at least that way her order returns so she could burn away anything else that Lionel tries to commit her to do. Which is going to be a lot harder because that antidote takes several weeks to brew. Um, but then Darcy's like, I know where to get it. My big bro, Gabriel, is going to be able to find it because he comes from a very... Um,
1: He comes from the shady part of town.
2: Yeah, I was going to say a criminal driven part of town. And Um, we love him more for it.
0: the world's greatest thief for a husband-in-law, right? Brother-in-law?
2: Spoiler. But yeah. He
1: does. He also has a master potion maker as a (gasps) husband-in-law.
2: Uh-huh. And he has a notorious, um, I want to say gang leader as his brother-in-law.
0: Husband-in-law.
2: Husband-in-law, yes.
0: Husband. God, I love Ruthless Boys. I can't wait to get into that.
2: Ugh, me too. <gasps> I love their characters. Um, Tori joins Mildred. Mildred also comes into the school now because, or was she already there? She She's was already, already there from there, but
0: she really comes into her own with a cringy face in this book.
2: Yeah. So she meets up with Tori. They all join this. C-U-N-T-S, what's the abbreviation for it? Or what's the words for the abbreviation? The, cunt. the Cunts. Yes. um
1: The Kings United Nebular Task Force. Okay, so was
2: that the, no, that's horus group. horus is the first one that Tori joins in, and then that group gets created after Lionel becomes king.
1: Yeah, no, Tori never joined the Hors. The Horus was started, or I'm sorry, the Hores was started by Mildred after the twins declared that they were going to run for the throne
2: i thought she was but she hangs out with them and yes. you're kind of immediately like what the heck tori but you understand that she's not right in the mind
0: right she's disinterested she doesn't say hello to her friends you can tell something is like she's you can tell she's under the influence of something you just don't know what of course we know i mean i friends don't know what
1: <laughs> insane in the membrane <laughs> it's just what came to mind and I don't know why I have random 90s rap songs in my head, but please continue.
0: I mean, it's pretty accurate. She's aloof. She's not interested in her friends. She has no, no ties to her former self, basically. Her
2: her dialogue is basically like, I'm here to serve a purpose. I'm itching to get back to my king, my king, my king. Her king is Lionel, by the way. Barf. She is jealous of Clara because she's his favorite.
0: Well, you have to remember, too, so she's been guardian bonded, which means she physically aches and longs to go back to Lionel. So it's not so much a personality thing that she loves to do this. It is like a, this is drilled into me from this bond. I don't really have a choice but to comply to satisfy this need to go find Lionel. And that's why she's a little so obsessed with getting back to him. Not because she wants to.
2: Yeah. And then we find out. At, well, at this moment, she technically wants to, because we find out that he's been messing with her mind with the Vard person.
1: Oh, so do you so, want to get into that?
2: Yeah, but I don't. Mm.
1: Mm. Really quickly, we find out that Lionel was torturing Tori essentially the entire time using a cyclops named Vard. Um, And so he basically created a fear of Darius um, in her mind. And the reason that she was able to embrace the shadows was because the shadows are like what, um, I guess, saved her from the pain of things. Um, And it also allows Clara to control her. Yep. Um, The
0: more she dies into the shadows, the more control Clara has over
2: her. Meanwhile, they've been, like, giving her the shots of the anti...
1: For the order suppressant. suppressant.
2: So she can't even use her Phoenix fire to really, Mm -hmm. you know, save herself there. It's just really sad. Right.
0: Lionel has fully brainwashed her through the torture and through the conditioning so that she fears uh, Darius. She almost fears her sister in a way. And like, you don't understand what happened to me. I will not associate with you. Um, And also sort of, Brainwashes her into going willingly with Mildred to get her shots for the Order Suppressant because that's who deals it to her in school.
2: Yeah, so Lionel's giving her commands and she's just taking them like without any question. So that's why she is the way she is as of right now. Um, in the meantime, we already talked about Lance being in prison. He's had this terrible luck um, because he's broke that star vow with Darcy. Darius asks him hey can I bring Darcy in here so we can break the star vow like we need you to be on your a-game in order to for you to open that diary and read it so we can find the imperial star and as much as he doesn't want to see Darcy because he still loves her he agrees to the union to meet up and break the vow because is <laughs> laughing at my choice of words for union <laughs> um they agree to meet up because you know At the end of the day, taking down Lionel is his main priority and getting Darcy and the twins – well, Darcy and Tori and Darius, I guess, on the throne is the most important thing to him. Um, So Darcy is like, okay, fine. I will go. I'll meet up with him. And Darius kind of throws it at her last minute. He tells her in the morning, expects her to go after school. And her lovely brother Gabriel – You know, he sees it coming and he delivers a dress via Geraldine, this beautiful blue that matches her hair ball gown because, you know, he still wants her to be happy. And even though his best friend like messed with her heart, he wants her to wear that dress and they want them to, you know, come back together forgive each other and move on and stuff like that. So she puts on that dress. She heads into the prison. She's like, five minutes only. I'm going in there. I'm breaking the vow. I'm getting out. Darius, like, this is not funny. Darius is like, yeah, yeah I understand. He shoves her into the room, locks the door and says, you you got to figure it out. Sorry. And she's pissed. Lance walks in and he is, you know, he was muscular before, but because he's been in prison working out, homeboy is jacked his hair is grown out. He has more of a beard. You know, he's looking a little bit more rugged and immediately her, her like mind is like, great. How is he still so fine? And why is my body reacting to this when He broke my freaking heart. And he's like blue, you know, as soon as he says blue, your heart immediately explodes. And she's like, well, I don't know how to do it, So just tell me how to do this and we can get it over with. And you can tell like, instead of him, wanting to push her away like he did last time he really wants to just embrace her and be with her and you know apologize and she's having none of it they break the star bond the star vow and they go their separate ways and so he's just pining for her now
1: um just really small editorial note right before this um is we have the scene where lionel decides to declare himself king I still, you know, keep passing over because I just don't want we to We to
0: accept this narrative, so we just don't yeah. mention
1: it. <laughs> and so the reason that that is important, though, is because he starts, like, setting up all these laws that there is to be, like, no order mixing. So you can only hang out with people of your order. Um, in school, he separates the stronger oh. – I'm doing air quotes – orders from, like, the lesser orders, and he really only gives the stronger – orders like, you know, good instruction while leaving, you know, the lesser orders to do their own thing. So on behalf of like, you know, all our main Scooby gang, they're basically finding different ways to hang out with each other and, you know, flaunt Lionel's rules because they hate that guy, um, rightfully so. And so they've essentially all started hanging out um, at King's Hollow. The clubhouse. The tree clubhouse. Yes. The tree clubhouse. Um, so that was it. That's all I wanted to add it.
2: Yeah. Um, sorry about that. I just, you know, blocked that from my mind. When I understand why
1: you reject the narrative. I get it.
2: I get it. Who wants him to be king really, other than Clara? Uh
1: let's see. Where were oh, wait. we? I haven't said it yet. Fuck that guy. Okay. <laughs> Feel better now. Okay, one more time for the people in the back. Let's go. Fuck that guy.
2: A little bit louder. <laughs> Um, (laughs) It's a full church moment (laughs) Hallelujah It should be that TikTok We should make that TikTok and put it on the page Um, Where were we? Okay so they broke the star vow They went on their merry way We cut into the scene that they're going to Attempt to Capture Tori to give her You know her anti Suppressant um, Injection And she this is the heirs Plus Gabriel they all tried to like get into This plan to trap her on the way On a walkway and she Gets away and she's not allowed to hurt them Based on Lionel's commands So she flees runs back to her Dorm and this is a sickening part She oh, has a bottle heart. of um, Storm dragon lightning Which is what they use to torture Her with over the summer so she has A jar of it and it's just kind of like In there and She was commanded by Lionel, like, if you get yourself into any situation while you're at school, you need to call me and you're going to get your punishment still, but you're going to administer it to yourself. So she gets him on the phone and he's in a meeting. He's like, what is it? And she's like, I almost got captured by the heirs. And he's like, I'm so disappointed in you. Give me a second. He's like, you know what to do. And she's like, yes, I'm ready. And he's like, give me a second. I need to like get out of this room. And he's basically like breathing into the phone like this is getting him off. And I'm like, you sick It was so hard to read. You are sick. And he's like, okay, go ahead and do it. And so she opens the jar and she's basically struck by lightning from the Storm Dragon's like lightning bolts that are in this jar. And she's on the floor just in pain and agony. Screaming, writhing
0: in pain, burned.
2: Yes. And he commands her. You're not allowed to heal yourself. You have to sit there. You can't use the shadows to like dive into to release your pain. And he tell he gives her like a certain amount of time before she can use her shadows. And he tells her to just stay there until he sends someone for her um to heal her. And that I she's think not he, like, allowed. That coerces her into this also. Yeah. It's real bad. And so immediately we you know, we've always realized that Dare not Darius Lionels had he gets off on pain. And it was really in this moment when he like leaves and he's breathing into the phone, like he was like really overly enjoying this. I was like, you sick fuck, like you're horrible. I hate you, I hate you, and I still hate you. Poor Tori.
1: Yeah, I'd forgotten about this.
2: Like I forgot he was king.
1: Yeah. No. Is oh uh, that's a I normal
0: forgot. scene to black out.
2: Oh god, it was horrible. Luckily the Ugh, sisters fuck that guy. <laughs>
1: fuck that guy. A little bit fuck louder in the guy.
2: back. Fuck that guy. <laughs> So they finally give us a good moment. So we have Pitball. Finally, the guys are like, we are not able to talk to our friends in the school because of the order bullshit. You know, we can't really, you know, hang out with them on campus. Pitball is their saving grace right now. They've been having such a shitty semester with all of these rules and like nymph hunting and, you know, Imperial Star and the stuff with Tori. We finally get to a Pitball game. They are relaxed. They have a moment of joy. Um, they're game is against Aurora Academy. If you're a Ruthless Boy gal, you know who the school is. Can't see me, but the little are.
0: eyebrow raise is like, hey, hey. So
2: they are playing against none other than Rosalie. Um, she is a Moon Wolf and also Dante's little sister, cousin. Cousin. They treat her like a sister, though. So in my head, I just assume you know. you feel like, who's Dante? He's in Ruthless Boys. He's also Storm Dragon. And Lionel so – know
0: it all comes
2: together. Yeah. Lionel pays special attention to him because super I will it's say in rare.
0: this book in particular, there's a lot more Easter eggs to Ruthless Boys. Yep. And they don't call it out specifically. They just drop a little – like they just mention a storm dragon and you just know who it is.
2: Yes. Because we read this book, the series first, and then we went back and read Ruthless Boys. And then we're finally like, oh, wait – it's starting to connect. It makes full sense and makes me happy. Yes. Yeah,
1: specifically yeah, in the,
2: the battle scene, you know, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit to the end, but there's a battle scene
0: and they kept mentioning this Nemean lion and they mentioned him a couple times. I'm like, who is this person? I don't recall this order form, but they mentioned it enough where I thought he must be important. It's my boy Lionel. Not Lionel. I, well, Leon. I just Leon.
2: <laughs> my boy Leon. Wrong L. Wrong but L. Yeah. I was so happy rereading it because I was like, oh, my God, that's blah, blah, blah. This is blah, blah, blah. This is blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. And I think they even
0: mentioned like there's
2: a purple haired girl writing mm-hmm. a Nemean lion and you're like, oh, I know." Yes. This. And even Caleb's like my cousin just sped by and I'm like, I know who your cousin is now. I know it who great. it is. I, it was great. I was like, I feel like I'm such a fan that, you know, I know these things that an average reader would not know. It was a real like winning moment for me.
0: I think it's a winning moment for it all. Anytime you capture an each it, anytime you catch on to an Easter egg, it's a good time.
2: Yep. So they, I don't. They won the game, but Rosalie was still like given the award for best player because she's a badass on the pitball field. Um, you know, Seth has always thought, oh, she is. You know, the head of her pack. She's a strong wolf. That would be a great mate. But they've also found her very attractive. Because she is. And she has like a badass attitude. Um, So Seth and her and him agree that they're going to head back to his dorm and, you know, get a little frisky with it. Threesome. What more can I say?
1: It was hot. Just to clarify, it was Seth, Caleb, and Rosalie.
2: Yes. Who did I say this time?
1: Well, you said him. You said Seth, Rosalie, and him.
2: Oh, yeah. Sorry. Because I think this chapter was in a Caleb point of view. So I was like him in my head yes it is Kayla, Seth and Rosalie and we already know previously that Seth has been getting some feelings for his bestie Caleb through um, their little hunting situation and fighting situation that they got going on so they have their threesome as they're finishing instead of looking at the girl because you thought that would happen they're staring at each other's locked in a full on glaze and I'm like we see what's happening here. Rosalie also, because she's a moon wolf, she knows things and she's like, Yeah, I'm gonna head out. Thanks this was fun. Like, how often can I say that I bagged two ears at one time? But I'm gonna go. And they're like, Don't you want around two in the morning when you wake up? And she's like, Yeah, as I see things. Like I just know things. Like I knew things about my my cousin and his mate. And you know, I know what's gonna happen here and I'm good, but Thanks for the fun. It was real great. I'm going to head back. Um, and instead of going their own ways, Seth and Caleb decide to cuddle in bed and they sleep there for the night. So, you know, Seth was probably really happy. He even jokes and he's like, well, if you really want to, I'll give you a hat in the morning if you have like a morning boner. And I was like, Seth, we know you want this.
1: Just say it. I think Just this is where they sort it. of
0: allude to another threesome they had had in the Shimmering Springs
1: hmm hmm yes. And if you read The Foxy Tales Companion, um, that the sisters put out earlier this year, um, you'll get that little interlude. Giving the people what they
2: want. That's what they do, and give you heartbreak as well. Um, so meanwhile, Lance is still in prison. His luck has changed. Uh, he's no longer the most unlucky bastard oh, wait, in the
1: Sorry 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 it was in the night that part was in the nightingale anthology that they put out for ukraine yes not in the foxy tales oh my god you're right because foxy tales is your pool scene yes foxy tales is the 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 not the shimmer the tory darius shimmering spring the pool scene and some other stuff
2: yeah There's a lot of POVs, so I suggest you hop on their Facebook group and you find out what's been going on and buy slash download all the books and all the POVs and just enjoy your life because it's a lot. Or don't enjoy your life because it's a lot of heartbreak as well. The
0: sisters giveth and the sisters taketh, but they also like to give us some extra novellas which we don't mind reading.
2: Which we eat up in two seconds. Yep. Yum, yum, yum. Yum. So, back to Lance in prison. He's no longer the most unlucky bastard in the world. His luck has changed because the star vow has been broken with Darcy. Um, or he's been released from the star vow with Darcy because he broke it. He We get another Ruthless Boys um, Easter egg. We meet someone by the name of Rory that he knows in prison. Who <clears throat> is siblings with a certain somebody's husband-in-law. <clears throat> Spoiler. And he hands him a letter and he's like, I got this letter from Gabriel, also known as Noxie, and he wanted me to give it to you. And the letter basically gives him directions on what he's supposed to be doing for the rest of the afternoon from what he saw. So Gabriel can't outright tell him, hey, go do X, Y, and Z. He just gives him a little like hints on what to do throughout the day in order to get him from point A to point B to get them to what they need for the Imperial Star. So Lance being Lance is trusting his best friend, which is Gabriel, and is like, all right, Noxy, you know, I'm going to trust you this time. Some of the things are really weird, like just trust the wolves, go with this, go into the bathroom, do this. He basically gets a knife, he ends up in the library, he runs into one of the inmates called a poltergeist who basically just like roams around the library and doesn't talk to anybody. Um, the poltergeist we find out his name is jasper and he also has a guardian bond with someone who is dead we come to find out that this person was craving dyer who was lance orion's father's good friend and he his house was also raided by darius and gabriel and darcy with francesca in the previous books yeah that that's the body that they burned
1: lance lance you said Gabriel. Did I say Gabriel?
2: Yeah. God, guys, I'm so sorry.
1: It's fine. I'm here to obnoxiously correct you. I'm glad someone my, is. Via my facial expressions. And then you're like, wait, what?
2: <laughs> I'm glad I'm looking at you because I would have just kept rambling on. Um, yes, Gabriel wasn't there. But Gabriel, you know.
1: Whatever it's always Gabriel. top of mind because he's in Bridget's um. White cheese list. I just have that thing for that harpy guys. Give me a break. Um, so we find out
2: that they are all friends and you know, the poltergeist has waited so long. Jasper, I'm gonna call him Jasper from now on. Jasper has waited so long to approach Lance because he found out that he was guardian bound in an Ascrux, as Tori likes to call them. Um and those people are not to be trusted. But Through all of these things that he's done today, this, you know, he's put him in this situation where he finally approaches Jasper and Jasper finds out, oh, you are your father's son. You look so much like him. Um, And then he finally confesses that he was meant to be in this prison at this time because he was waiting for Lance to show up all along. And his father, which is Azrael Orion, Jasper and C- what is his name?
1: Cravene. Cravene.
2: Dyer. Dyer. Mr. Dyer. Mr. Were Dyer. Were all part of the Zodiac Guild and they were tasked by the king and the queen to protect the imperial star. Now, Lance is immediately like, what? Uh, am I supposed to believe this? Um, he was a little taken aback because he knew that growing up his dad was really close with the and his mom as well. So we find out that his dad was playing double agent this entire time. And Jasper tells them that they were pro- given the test to protect the Imperial Star and that they confided in the stars. And the stars told them that if they can save the Vega twins, um, the Imperial Star can be returned to them in the future and they will have a chance to, you know, take down the bad person, which we know is Lionel. And now that the mission has been completed on Jasper's behalf, he will die. Like, he will immediately die. And his last thing he had to tell Lance is that the password to the diary is, let's see, Anka? Where did it go? It's A-N-K-A-A. Anka? Anka? Yeah. Um, And Lance immediately is like, oh, that's the name of the brightest star in the Phoenix constellation. Dun, dun, dun. why does it always come back to them um so jasper dies sadly they investigate lance to make sure that he was not part of it there was no foul play we move along move along he finally gets back to his his i was gonna call him his crib but his cell and he opens up the diary and he finds a letter from his dad and finds out that his dad faked his death which is the death that lance saw it was apparently all an illusion because he needed to go off and do his things with the Zodiac Guild in order to protect the star and set Slant on this path. And he also um, sort
0: of admits to knowing that Stella, who he ends up marrying and was set up with, who and Lionel set them up, like, she's not the person for me, but I knew getting into this what I'd get out of it. Um, yep. And that would set up the future that I'm trying to protect.
2: And he also basically says that all of this is happening because the queen, the, ve- the Vega twins' mother, who was the greatest seer in not in all Solaria, all of the world basically, she foresaw these things happening and she was making sure that it came out to play in favor to save her kingdom. Um, so we kind of start seeing immediately like, wait, did. I don't know about you guys, but I was having these thoughts. I was like, did the queen like actually see this? Like, did we kn- did she know that Darcy and Lance were together? Because we know she knew that he had to go through all these things in order to get into prison. So you're kinda like, oh my God, what if her mom actually saw them together and she was happy about this? I think she
0: was. Darcy saw she yeah. it. She's the greatest Seer, seerier. She's the greatest seer of all time. She had to have seen that coming.
1: Darcy, I think, asks that question herself at some point in the book. Um, The only thing I want to point out about the twins' mother and just, um, like, being a seer in general is not only can you not, like, totally reveal what is going to happen because that might change fate, but they cannot see the shadows. Yes. Right, so
0: shadows can influence the future, because, but they can't see, they can't predict. So, that's the, always the unpredictable nature of all this, this yeah.
1: portion. And so, that's why she knew that there was danger. She knew that there, somebody was coming after her family, but she couldn't see what it was because um, the shadows would block it.
0: Yeah. I will say it's pretty impactful also for Lance to realize the death he saw because it's pretty traumatic to see his dad. I'm pretty sure he was like burned alive. Um, and he admits to, like, yeah, I'm sorry you had to see that. It was a whole spectacle, but I needed to keep the illusion alive. And so it sort of has this like, wow, this very traumatic point in my life turned out to be fake. What? Like, what? And he it's it's a lot to, to come at him, especially yeah, when he's because, sitting in prison.
2: <laughs> yeah. And witnessing his dad's death like really shaped him as a, car- a person, I feel like. So it was like mm-hmm. just basically dropped on him that, hey, I'm, I was alive that entire time and I felt bad that you saw it. It was meant for your mom. But, you know, I know I trust you and I know you'll take care of you and your sister.
0: Now, quick question, but how did his dad actually die? Do we know?
2: It doesn't say, but it yeah. it they like basically made it seem like his body was meant to be in the grave that we find out like that they go to in the future. I don't know how he dies, but I know his body was meant for like a purpose,
0: right. I had that feeling as well, but I wasn't sure. If I just read over it or sped read through
1: it and I just wanted to clarify. So if you're You Yeah, I could wondering- also
2: sped read through it, but I don't recall. So I'm gonna say it wasn't in there. No,
1: I'm pretty sure that they didn't go into detail about how he passed. We how just know or, when or when? Or when yeah, know, it yeah. just it happened obviously within the last ten years and it was all just to set up um that test within the grave, yeah. Yeah. Which we'll talk about
2: a little bit more. So spoiler
1: alert.
0: It has a point.
2: It does have a point. Um, Lance is, you know, in the middle of reading this letter and there's nothing else in the diary. He knows that he has to like read underneath a full moon per his father's directions, which is not until another couple of weeks. And then suddenly a guard appears in his cell and he's like, you're getting out. Let's go. And he's like, what? I'm supposed to be here for the rest of my life. I am power shamed. Who can be? Who can it be? It is none other than King Lionel, and Lionel knows from his sayer that Lance is part of the key to finding the Imperial Stone. So he takes him out of prison, drops him into basically the pool house um, of the palace for him to live, and he makes a star vow with him saying that you have to help me find the Imperial Star. And
1: you have to find the Imperial Star.
2: Yes. What did I say?
1: You have to help me. Oh. Yeah, it's that loophole language is a big it's a big loophole it's, with that. It's very important because that allows them to actually find the Imperial Star and not have to give it to Lionel. Correct.
2: See, this is why we have a right.
0: fact. He doesn't break head. his vow by finding it. He
2: just also doesn't have to give it to Lionel. And Lionel such a smug Dude, he's like, "Ha ha! I got you! I got you in a position." And thank God, Lance is a fucking smart man because he sat there and he said yes, and he played along, and he knew immediately that there was a loophole because Lionel's such a smug asshole, and he did not clarify specifically what needed to happen with when they made the vow. And
0: I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the public, per, the public reasoning or justification for getting Orion out is that it was so detrimental to. Darius, right? Like the guardian bomb, we need to keep him a little bit. I don't closer. think they
2: tell the public why no, he's out. I
0: thought that was like alluded to, like that was the reason. No. I think
2: he tells that to Darius Mm -hmm. as, like, a – because, like, later, like, within, like, the next chapter, Darius comes because he's been, like, summoned to the palace by his father, and there's some, like, weird scene with Stella, and, you know, she's still trying to be thirsty with Lionel, and he's like, (laughs) I'm with your daughter, like, I would –
0: Which is arguably worse, but go ahead.
2: Anyhow, so he basically tells Darius, like, don't be rude with me, boy, because, you know, I'm basically helping you. I have a gift for you. Go off into yeah. the pool house. That exactly is.
0: Like, he tells someone this reasoning. He
2: makes it seem like he's doing him some big favor because, you know, he knows the guardian bond is so hard to deal with. And Darius is like stomping off in his big Darius dragon form, not dragon form, but, you know, his dragon buff bot. And he's like, buff, 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 hello. And Lance basically attacks him. And then he realizes it's a Lance and they have their cute little bonding moment and they basically cuddle all night in the bed and end. lance's little spoon and darius's big spoon <laughs> oh i love that um and they just darius is finally able to tell him all the things that he wasn't able to fully tell him while he's been in prison um so they get you get your little nice darius and orion kick um but of course
1: who sees this happening
2: none other than gabriel noxie and, and he immediately calls up darcy and he's like hey Um, meet me outside of the barrier and bring the mutt, the mutt, meaning Seth, because who else would it be? Because they were together at that time. So they meet up together and Gabriel, I don't even remember if Gabriel told her like, oh, Lance is out. He's like, we got to go. And I need your help with something. She's like, all right, let's go. My big brother needs me. Let's go save the day. Woo. They end up on the palace grounds. She has to use her like touch to open up part of the tunnel system because she is a Vega and that it, the tunnels run are set up there's to be a, locked.
1: Yeah. There's a weird tunnel system um that is only accessed through Vega blood. Exactly. And so Gabriel is able to use her um to get through the tunnel system. Eventually at some point the twins or end up giving him a ring with their blood so gabriel also has access to the tunnel system
2: yeah. so they go through the tunnels they end up in the clubhouse and as she cracks open the door she realized what's going on and that lance is in the pool house darius is cuddling with him in bed Seth jumps over her jumps into the bed and millie tack tackles them because he's a, like a snuggly little guy right still hey Seth, but darius throws him off of them and pushes him like he hits the wall and gabriel's just standing there laughing because he knew this was going to happen all the time like i love gabriel he cracks me up he sets this him. shit up too he to, does his i love
0: real sees these things and it's just like i'm not gonna tell you what's gonna happen but i'm gonna laugh about
2: it right and i i don't remember but like i know lance at some point like sees blue and he's like he like runs to her and he's like blue and she like pulls back because she's like no we're not doing this like you broke my heart I cannot forgive you I like I I don't trust you and to her that's a huge thing that we learned about in the first book like it's so hard for her to trust people because he broke her heart and gave up on them
1: yeah the other thing is is Seth is being really strangely touchy-feely with Darcy even though we know that he has a thing for Caleb right so what's going
2: on here so we don't at this point, he's just being Seth and he's super cuddly and whatever with her. And after they leave here, he realizes how jealous Lance had gotten over their touchy-feely. And he decides to take it upon himself to reunite the two of them by de- being a complete asshole and texting Lance pictures of him and darcy making it seem like they are together and they're secretly a couple to piss him off because he wants lance to fight for his girl and then they're gonna fall back in love and lance is gonna become his new bestie according to him the kid's delusional i mean a for effort but like your method of madness is bonkers i
1: it's mean open. spoiler alert it kind of works i mean it, it works but also like seth come on
2: It's also hilarious. You know,
1: I've said
0: time and again, and I just saw it this week posted. I don't – you guys don't watch the show, so I hope another listener does. But Seth is Klaus from the Umbrella Academy because – and people validate – there's validation for this in the –
2: I watched it so long ago. I have to go back and rewatch it.
0: He's just like very touchy-feely, a little bit sassy into everyone everything and it's just i'm like this is this is who this man is to me and so i've always said this for a while now and so i was just saying it's very validating for me to see this in the reading group facebook page um i think it's the caroline and suzanne's reading tribe is the name of it in case you're like what group is this and i want to be in on it uh that's the name of it so there you have seth klaus continue you should join the
2: group The Facebook group it's like great to see people who are exactly like you and then you can have feelings like Caitlin as well like I feel validated um before they left the pool house um Darius is like hey I'm I'm sorry like I missed our session which we forgot to tell you guys over the summer Darcy and Darius were also working together to burn away his shadows the way she did it while they were at the Orion Manor um unsuccessfully And so she's like, okay, we'll try it again right now because Lance wants to see it to see if there's anything he can do to help the situation. As soon as he starts burning, she starts burning Darius with her Phoenix fire. I mean, when I tell you burning, like he basically burns his skin off and other people have to be on standby to, you know, heal him immediately. And they get really close to him dying a lot. So she's always afraid to do it. But he just, he's like, no, I need this to happen. So you can break the shadows for me. And I could finally attack Lionel because that way Clara won't have a control of me anymore. So, you know, there's a lot riding on it. And as she's doing it, Lance not only feels the pain, but he basically pulls her away from Darius because of the guardian bond. And then she immediately realized the entire time she was hurting Darius, Lance was in prison feeling it in a 10 times because that's how the guardian bond works. Like if you're, you're, What is it called? The person you're supposed to be protecting feels pain. That's how you feel pain to know to go to them.
0: I think that's right.
2: So they go on their merry way. We cut into a new chapter and Lionel has requested that Darius comes home with um, his brother Xavier. They have a huge announcement to make from the palace. Meanwhile, in the kingdom, the nymphs have kind of moved in. And there's this issue where they do not have enough Fae to get power from to be able to stay strong. And that is a problem for Lionel because he wants to keep them happy and he needs them strong in order to continue on with his world denomination. He makes an announcement to the public. And when I say he, King Lionel makes an announcement saying that how he found out that this specific order, the Tiberian rats have been stealing this specific gemstone to be able to increase their luck and make them more powerful. We're talking about like little tiny rats who people already think are, you know, not the most powerful because they're not. Um, but you know, Lionel is all with that orders bullshit, and he basically tells them we're taking them in for questioning, and you know, we're going to be rounding them up. And they bring out Eugene who. We know from Ruthless Boys, and he's kind of like the face of that entire order. And he's like, "I didn't take anything. I bought these with my own money. It's it's fine. Like, wh- why? I don't. I didn't do anything." And he's trying to like prove that he's innocent. And Lionel's just like, "Enough with this!" And he takes him away. So now we know that things are happening in the kingdom, and it's about to go down.
0: Yeah, it's it, it's sounding very World War Two concentration campy. Separating very much so. Separating of the groups based on their orders, and he kind of sets them up. You know, there's not a real lot of foundation to these claims, and uh, some people believe in, some people didn't. Just like uh, what World War II was happening.
1: Um, can I just ask very politely that you stop calling him King Lionel? That's almost as bad as like calling him Daddy. Like, <laughs> just like I get this like physical revulsion. It's like flesh tentacles all over. No. Now. <laughs> So just, you can just call him Lionel or like asshole Iguana or fuck that guy. Okay. But fuck like that guy. <laughs> King Lionel needs to, that needs to stop. stop. Yeah. You're
0: giving, you're being too honorable to him. He has no honor.
1: Yeah.
2: Fuck well, that guy. I just wanted people to realize that at this moment, he's technically king, but I know they can't see my air quotes when I say it. So apologies. <laughs> Which and is funny because I'm like, yes, I'm with you on the air quotes. <laughs> So this is happening. Darius, of course, is like, great. Now we have to deal with all of this as well. Everyone is kind of like, oh, shit. Xavier is also like, oh, shit, because it starts with the um, Tiberian rats. And we know they're going to include other orders as well because it's Lionel. And he's going to do whatever the fuck he wants.
1: All the lesser orders. So like the Minotaurs and uh, the the Minotaur lesser. The Sphinxes, because they run around in a maze. I don't know. To regenerate their power I like it's it's it well I think that's part of it too it's arbitrary it's arbitrary and so you know if there's a lot of them um and they're super common orders Lionel automatically sees them as lesser yeah, like, because remember
0: Minotaur if I met in a maze I think I'd be more afraid of them than I would a Tiberian rat
1: you know what I mean? probably but it also has to do with again Lionel's order is bullshit that the dragons are the best because there are so few of them
2: yeah. Anyhow, they head back to Zodiac Academy. Um, they decide that they're going to attempt to trap T- Tori again because they have this cage that they were working on. It's a cage made of night iron, which should be able to, like, I think, suppress her shadows. So she, she won't be able to use her powers. They were able to basically herd her in the direction, capture her into the cage. And she's immediately like, "Ah, get me out of here. She's trying to, like, tell Caleb, like, let me out. like that's what's happening um Darius basically picks up the cage in his order form and we already know that she's like afraid of him but he doesn't realize how afraid until this moment and she's like freaking out they drop her into the clubhouse and Darcy is able to give her the antidote and she finally comes back to it and she you know She hugs her twin. They have this moment. Their their fire, their Phoenix fire like blows up, and you know, they're reunited, we're super happy. And then she encounters Darius and she goes on full down lockdown. Like her, she can't process her emotions. She can't figure out what's right from wrong. She can't decipher what is actually her true memories versus her fake memories from Lionel. And Max is like, We you guys need to get her out of here. Like, if you don't, she's gonna blow up again. And Darius is like, No, I can't leave you. And then he's like, bro, you don't understand. You are causing majority of her pain right now and you need to get out. Like, I'm sorry. I know she's your girl, but she's afraid of you, like deathly afraid of you. So Max, you know, this is the first time we finally start liking Max, in my opinion, because you see this softer side to him where he's trying to help Tori get through her emotions and he sleeps with her at night and, you know, he like feeds her back bad dream so that way she can sleep better and stuff like that right. and he's really so he starts to taking Max, the toll of it
0: use his siren powers for good with tori specifically and even he is has a hard time coming to grips because as he takes that the pain in he is seeing a lot of the torture that she went through and realizes wow she's very much damaged a lot of post-traumatic events have happened to her that she's gonna have to work through it's gonna be a minute It can't be like Oof, you're healed. It's just, it's not going to work it, that it's way. It's going to be a journey. Yeah.
2: yeah. And so that first night after he gets out of the room with him, he Darius goes to him and he's like, you need to show me what you saw in her head. And he's like, no, I don't want to. And so Darius is like, no, you're showing me. And he finally gives in because he's so tired and Darius is livid because he's reliving his girl's trauma. And he finds out that the he. Basically blames it on himself because his dad is doing all of this stuff because of him. Because Tori is his weakness and you kind of like, it's another stab into the heart. Um, After this, you know, Tori gets better. You know, she goes back into class. She's pretending to be under Lionel. So this one scene I really want to talk about because it's a Tori and Darius scene. And they meet up in the clubhouse and she's like, I want to apologize because like, I should have known that you weren't, you know, what I was thinking you are. But of course the stars are still against them. She still has this guardian bond and she's like, "Hey, do you like ever, you know, long for lands the way I long for your, Lionel?" And he's like, "I do, but it's not as bad as it is for the guardian as it is for the ward or it's not as bad as for the ward as it is for the guardian and she is the guardian." And then immediately in his head, he has like a aha uh-huh moment where He remembered Lance did not feel it as badly as when he was in the mortal realm. So he's like, come on, let's go. They run away to Manhattan and they have a little date night and they go to Mexican restaurant and they eat their food and she steals a bike and they race down the street and they have their cute moment and nothing sexually happens. But it's just one of those like feel good moments where you're just like, I see this happening in the future. I know. And and they're building
0: back the relationship. Tori's working through her pain and the fake memories that – Lionel has instilled in her, and it's just like, oh, they're so cute getting back together.
2: I know. And you know, she even admits that, like, you know, I still am afraid around him. Like, he that's my immediate reaction, but it's more like I'm not afraid of him, but like not in a way that makes her want to run away. It's in a way that makes her want to run to him. Um, so we're like, okay, great, we can deal with this fear. So, Lionel has a dragon guild party where he invites all of his dragon asshole friends to the palace and he makes tori attend and you know she meets dante there and before she dances with dante lionel the asshole he is dark horses him to go screw another dragon named juniper and give him more storm dragon babies and he is like all right cool which is something we learn about in ruthless boys but he whisks tori away onto the dance floor and he basically tells her like hey i know your secret can you help me out with this and she burns away the coercion and he's like all right cool great um then she's hanging out gonna
0: kill me and you're like do i know your wife
2: yeah but if you read ruthless boys you sure do you know the wife um so she ends up hanging out with lance the rest of the party and they're having their little jokes and you, you know, they're having their bonding moment. And then they find out that Lionel basically gives up Catalina as part of an agreement with another dragon to do something for the kingdom. And she is on her way back to the palace to go into a room with this dude and basically get raped. Um, Cause she does not agree to it. He is commanding her to do it.
0: Right. And so he's basically using Catalina, the gorgeous trophy wife that she is like hey you can sleep with my wife if you do this thing for me and because she's dark war she has to say yes she can't say no so you know you can only imagine what's going on in her brain as she goes marching towards this that she does not want to do Mm -hmm.
1: however gabriel had a vision of this and he steps in
2: and um well lance and tori step in because they're like we can't let this happen they go and they bust in and they try to save her Um, and there's like a fire that breaks out and then Gabriel shows up at the perfect moment. Is like, all right, cool. Uh, Catalina, here's some clothes. Let's go. Uh, I'm going to save you and you're going to go stay somewhere. I can't tell you where it is right now. And they basically fake her death. The other guy is going to get charged for it because he can't remember what happened. And they're going to spin the story as like, he lost his control and ended up killing the queen, which is Catalina now um and so she runs away and we're like yay go catalina go
0: run away be free i know but i think the sad part is this, i don't remember if we learned for it in that moment or a little bit later like yes this we is do. not the first time that lionel has done this to her
2: she admits it she's like no you shouldn't have done that because she tells tori like he's gonna get pissed and you know we're gonna have to deal with this and tori's like no 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 like we're we're going and then we also find out lance has this realization that the entire <gasps> oh. time the past oh. couple of like for the past like 10, 15 years when Catalina has been coming on to him during these, like, functions, and he's been cringing internally because his best friend's mom, who grew up with him, like, as a mother, is hitting on him, has been telling him in these very specific words that she needs him to help her, and then he realizes it, and he feels so guilty.
0: Can you find the words? Do you know what it is?
1: It was like, yeah, I can find them. Because I... I just want to wait till we have that because I feel like it was so here we go whenever she came pawing at me or flirting with me she always used to say the same things over and over always the same words in the same order and I was so caught up in being horrified handsome enamoring lovely powerful and sometimes she'd add unbelievable and sexy too so help us so sad
0: Which is so sad because you're like, oh, sweet Catalina. Like, you were really working hard to try and get out of this and work around the bonds that you were – that
1: you The dark coercion. Yeah, that that was
0: placed upon you. And you tried so hard to communicate to him in a way that you could and he just didn't see it. And so, like, it was heartbreaking to read, especially from Orion's perspective because he's horrified to know, oh, my God, you were reaching out to help this entire time. And I've been like, ugh gross. And he feels – terrible about it
2: I feel bad yeah but anyhow so at least she's on her way to freedom um the day before Lance's birthday Clara comes to visit him at the pool house this is the first time he's seen his sister um and she basically shows a little bit of her old self before she attacks him and then Darcy not Darcy Tori intervenes and is like yo um Lionel said you can't hurt him and Lionel's looking for you so she runs off to go be with her daddy Lionel, whatever. Um, and then Tori brings him a bottle of bourbon and a gift. And the gift is a ring with her blood in it. So he can be able to access the passages. He's like, this is great. This is sweet. Thank you. Um, but I can't leave because I'm still bounded by the shadows here. And she's like, I can help you with that. So now he has free reign to leave the palace and run away for when he needs to run away. Another sweet sibling moment. Then he gets Drunk off the bourbon after she leaves. And he receives a text message from Seth. And, you this know, is Seth my has just favorite been, part of the series.
0: Seth's they been just off. egging him
2: on the entire book about how him and Darcy are together. And he sends him suggested photos of them. And, you know, he, Lance is drunk at this point, And he's like, fuck it. I'm going to go see Blue. I need to make sure this is happening because the picture he sends that Seth sends him is of him and darcy seth and darcy in their bed together and he's like i just need to confirm if this is true or not because he's been in his feelings and so he takes off off the passage you know he stardusts his zodiac academy misses the spot that he's supposed to be stardusting to drops down in the barrier gets thrown off and then he is able to go through the barrier and he realizes oh i can't be seen as lance orion so he creates an illusion and he's like, I'm going to be a Minotaur or, like, a Pegasus or something like that. And he basically m- combines himself into illusion that looks like he's, like, some snow beast monster. And he runs into Kylie and she freaks out.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. It's the greatest. I mean, she really freaks out about it. Yeah.
2: yeah, So much so that she, like, runs away into the forest. And he, like, looks in the mirror and he's like, oh, oh, no. Um Anyhow, so he scales the walls, and he looks into the window, and he sees, like, this couple having sex, and he's, like, immediately heartbroken. And then he realized that the couple is two guys, and it's not Darcy at all, and he's at the wrong floor. So we get some comedic relief here. Stupid he hops up Orion. another floor, and then he sees what the pictures had. Like, Seth is in his form, his wolf form, cuddling with Darcy, and he's heartbroken. So who does he go to mend his heart? His baby boy Darius. He zooms over to Inga's house, and Darius is like, "Oh, who's there?" (laughs) And then he's like, "It's me."
1: (laughs) We just had Darius's reaction because of your voice. So good job, good job. Oh
0: god, so great. It's just so funny that like he keeps terrifying people as he moves on, and it's even better with Kylie. It's like. You know, later on in the episode, after the scene commences
2: and ends, um, you know, she's like, beware of a snow beast on campus. She has, like, flyers all around campus and people are like, she's batshit crazy. But also nobody's talking to her because she's still, like, out of sight, out of mind as being punished from, like, Seth and Dar- Darcy from, like, the last book. So Darius is like, no, Seth and Darcy are not together. I promise you that and he's like well can you just double check and confirm and like confirm with me because I keep getting all these text messages and he shows the entire chat from all of mm-hmm. Seth's messages of like all these photos and he's kind of like
1: no and well Darius figures out what Seth is trying to do and so he also like kind of decides well, to hop on this train well
2: he confer- like confronts Seth about it like later and he like realized as idiotic as this plan is it's really funny and it might work so he goes along with it he's like fine I'll help you out But at this time when he's with Darius, you know, the two of them are talking and Lance is basically like, yeah, when you shared a throne with the Vegas and Darius is me like, no, just because I'm pining after her and she's my girlfriend and I'm friends with Darcy does not mean that I'm giving up the throne. Like the throne is still meant for me and the heirs. And that is the stance. And Lance is like, you're a fucking idiot. Um, Even
0: us are like, Oh, oh, Darius, have you learned nothing? You dumb dumb. Yeah
1: we're also thinking what a fucking idiot Darius
2: and so Lance is like yeah no I'm asking you to share the throne with the Vega twins like that is the best option and Darius of course immediately is like I can't believe you support them versus me and he's butthurt and so like Lance takes off and goes back to the palace that next day is his birthday it's also Catalina's funeral and so Darius realizes like Even though his mom actually isn't dead How important it is to keep the people In your life because he's all up in his feelings And he tells Lance that they have a sweet Moment and then later that night Is the full moon and they're able to Open the diary and only one person Is able to read it because the other person Does not support the Vega twins A.K.A. Darius so Lance Reads the diary and he finds out where The Imperial Star is hidden which is some like Famous graveyard where all The powerful Fae live um, so and they need the the rings that Darcy's mother left for the twins. So they head back to campus. The both of them split up. Lance goes to Tori or to go find Darcy to get her ring, and Darius goes to find Tori. The Scooby Gang is hanging out at the clubhouse, and they're like, "No, no, 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 no! If you're going on a mission." I'm going on a mission. Let's round up the gang and let's go. So they all head out to the graveyard. This is the first time all of them, including Geraldine, are together. So this is like the moment the Scooby gang is working together. They encounter some like weird graveyard dogs. There's a lot of stuff happening. Um, The Scooby gang is basically fighting for their life. And Darcy and Lance go off to find the tomb, the burial where it's supposed to have the Imperial star, which is supposed to be Asriel, his dad's tomb. Um, And he finds it, they're able to enter it. And Darcy and him have this cute moment. And she finally is told why he gave up on them. And it wasn't that he didn't support their relationship. He just supported her more and wanted her to be on the throne and be queen. So she finally has that understanding. Then there's this curse that's in the tomb that makes him bloodthirsty and wants to attack her so she's running from him and he is feral like straight up like beast and he's trying to attack her and he finally like captures her and is going to you know rip her throat out or whatever and then he realizes oh this girl my memory blue blue means you and he suddenly has the realization of who she is and kisses her instead and it breaks the curse and then we hear on basically you know I think like the principal intercom at high school is (laughs) like ding
0: ding you have
2: become. You have passed the trial, and he basically becomes the master of the Zodiac Guild. And guild, guild, <laughs> and that is that. Oh, then they come out and they hop on Darius's bike back, and they like speed off. And Groose, um Geraldine is like behind Darius. No, she's behind. They're on Darius, but she's behind. Lance, and she's holding on to him in such a big or like a grip. She's like, "Ooh, who's the sexy man body I'm holding on to?" I thought it was funny.
0: Just it is bad, funny because Max is of course so jealous. He's like, "Knock it off, Geraldine. It's not that impressive." And she's like, "Oh, but it is."
2: Ooh, and it's, she's it's, like, stealing up on Lance, and she's like, "Ooh, these glorious packs. And you're like, "Oh fuck." <laughs> she's like, "My word."
0: <laughs> oh gosh, Max is like, "Seriously, Geraldine." Stop feeling
2: them up. Oh, at the crypt they also find the last ashton card. And it's basically like you have completed all your tasks. Like this Ta-da! is what there's like. you did it. Yay. And basically Lance is told like your job is to get the Vegas on the throne. I um, almost wanted
0: like <laughs> there to be like confetti with this last card. Like, ah! <laughs> right? Do you saw so, all my super vague clues.
2: But if only that was the end of the day, because, you know, the palace is probably going to give them more clues. Um, the Scooby gang decides to should hold on to the star because they don't want to leave it out of sight. But Tori can't take it. Um, after that, like the next day, Lionel confronts Lance and is like, what's the hold up? And he's like, "Get." basically gives him like this bullshit. Like, oh, here's this fake t- what he thinks is a real diary. Here's a fake diary and here are all the things. And so he is able to get Lance, Lionel off his back. There's the Halloween scene. Only really important thing is that Xavier, our sweet virgin Xavier, um, hooks up with Sophie and Sophia, Tyler. Sophia and Tyler. Um, and when I say hook up, I don't mean like third place. They like get a little handsy and some like stairwell or something like that. Um, and there's also
0: some vajazzling. So we learn that um, Pegasus, or was it Dejazzle? not the that would be what sophia is, does but they did jazzle their dick the Pegasus decorate their um their genitals hilarity ensues because yeah. it doesn't stick it's, it's mortifying scene. for for xavier but funny for us to read
2: very funny um later that week or that day who knows really what time is in solaria uh <laughs> <laughs> Exa- not xavier um Max is in water element class and his sister's being a little bitch and she's like mom told me told me that you had to help me in like my classes my studies meanwhile she's only one element so she's like the least powerful out of all of the air siblings and he's like you want me to help you no I have more important things to do and he basically makes a fool of her in front of everybody and they catch it on camera and it goes into the press um and at the same time like Around the same day, Seth, this is when Seth confesses to Darius that he's been playing with Lance and Darcy and been sending him those like things to make him jealous so they can get back together. Um, that night, I guess his stepmother and his half-sister decide to go to the press and tell them that Max is not a full is not the true heir because he is mixed with Minotaur blood, which is a huge deal because Lionel is an orderist. So Max's dad has been like blowing him up to be like, hey, you need to answer your phone. This is what's been happening. And he's like, I knew that woman is not my mom. So that's fine with me. And his dad is basically like, you're my true heir. I back you for the throne and you need to get the other heirs to back you as well. And so that's what they're doing when Darius is like, oh, I'm going to go find Caleb. Where's Caleb? Caleb. And he goes hunting for Caleb in the treehouse and Caleb is in bed with Tori and he immediately goes dragon psycho on him. Now, earlier in the book over the summer, um, Darius had gotten this tattoo to, you know, of of their divine moment. It's like uh, the constellation of the stars of that night um, with the placements and stuff like that. And it says it's only her. And so he has that tattoo and she's seen it. And, you know, she really felt some type of way about it, as we all do. So, you know, he walks in and Caleb and he immediately like he knows it's the stars, but he can't help himself because he's like, why is he in your bed? What's going on? You see that Caleb, even though he's wearing sweatpants, he looks naked and she's wearing a man's shirt and he's pissed. And they basically have a fight. So before you know it, bodies are clashing. Him and Tori are going at it. And they're about to have sex before the stars intervene and he runs off and she's like, fuck this. You don't run away from me. I'm chasing you. So they end up in like between two Ugh, mountains. Such
0: a good scene.
2: If you have not read this, I highly encourage you go read this because if you thought the throne scene was good and if you thought thought the simmering shimmering, shimmering. S- springs or whatever was good, this shit surpasses it. Oof. Like, tier.
0: Ow. Eve. I will say they like, set just, up the
1: tension real well too. So yeah. much tension. And I just want to clarify that the reason Caleb was in bed with Tori was because Max had um sleep was sleeping with her to help her, you know, through her nightmares. And Caleb picked up that it was really weighing heavily on Max. So he decided to get into bed with the three of with the two of them so he could help Max. Uh, But then Max got the phone call from his dad that, you know, Ellis and his stepmom were bitches and released his info. Um, And so then Caleb and Tori ended up in bed alone. But Tori didn't even know he was there. Yeah. Sorry. I was just super excited to get over to the good part. Um, They fight
2: for dominance. It's a real hot scene. It's the entire world is basically crumbling around them because the stars are like pissed that they're stealing this moment with each other. And Tori is so powerful. She's basically blocking them in the air shield and they power share. And
0: it was just good. like lightning like, really? hitting the, the, the power shield around them. There's like a crater. They're like sinking slowly into the earth. The pressure of all the lightning hitting them is pushing them down.
2: Oh, but you know, even before this happens, so they're like making out in the clubhouse. The stars are like, no, this is not happening. He runs away. She chases him full speed. And then they before they get all sexy, sexy she has this moment where she's like you know it's always been you she basically confesses like this is it for me like it's always been you and then she like reveals a illusion that she had on her leg and it's the matching tattoo and it says it's only him oh love 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 love. and then darius is like this is it what's happening and of course they have their sexy time and he kisses the tattoo up and down and other things because it's on her leg you know catch my drift where that was heading? Yeah, we p- we picked up on that. Let's just say, um, Rune Dannon is not the first one to be made a chair.
1: God damn, Bridge! <laughs> Didn't think you were gonna go there. Well, the people should know how good the scene was. It um, was. It was a good scene.
2: There's only him. There's only her. I don't know. That's what the tattoos say. It was so great. It was.
0: So all of this has been leading up to something we've sort of talked about throughout the whole episode. Is this big final battle?
2: Right. So basically what happens, another full moon rolls around. Darcy and Lance meet up at the palace – to look at the diary, they are able to like read the diary and they get this like cup out of the diary for them to make more members. Gabriel calls him immediately after that and is like, I finally see a way for me to get on the chair to in the the Sarah's chair inside the palace to be able to see, you know, more visions. And at the same time, that would be a great time for you guys to go get the hat because there's going to be a party at the palace and no one will be around.
1: Diego's hat.
2: Diego's hat, yes. The Diego's hat from Lance Orion's family home. Um, so Christmas Eve Tori and Darius sneak off in at the party that they're at that Lionel is hosting to let Gabriel into the palace and he is able to get in there sit on the chair right before this Tori and Darius have a little tiff because he's like I don't support you for the throne like I still support myself and the heirs for the throne and so
0: Darius my man we have this moment and
2: you're like Darius you're being stupid you're being an idiot of course Gabriel's like you're a fucking idiot too so Gabriel immediately has all of these visions. And when he sits on the throne a prophecy immediately spurs out of his mouth and it has insight about what's to come. And luckily they're recording it. Um, he also receives other visions.
1: Here you go. It's Two really phoenixes born of fire, rising from the ashes of the past. The wheel of fate is turning and the dragon is poised to strike, but blood of the deceiver may change the course of destiny. Beware the man with the painted smile Who lingers close to your side. Turn the scorn scorned. Free the enslaved. Fear the bonded men. Many will fall for one to ascend. Suffer the curse. The hunter will pay the price. Do not repeat the mistakes of the past. Keep the broken promise. Mend the rift. All that hides in the shadows is not dark. Blood will out. Seal your fate. Choose your destiny.
0: Few notes, I just feel like every prophecy should rhyme. Okay, carry on. I was gonna say (laughs) Don't hit me with the prophecy,
2: and it's not a rhyming verse. Especially when it's so long, like at least make it rhyme so we can remember it. <sighs> so while this is all happening, God, this is a shit show that's about to happen. Um, Lance and Darcy head back to his family's place and they're searching for the hat. They're able to locate it. As they are running off of the premise to head back to through the like barrier so they can start us out there, Clara attacks them. Um and she drags them back into the house and he she's using Lance to chokehold Darcy not a great scene and basically she has him stab Darcy several times to the point where Darcy is dying and Darcy in the meantime is trying to burn away his shadows so he can get control of himself um Stella Clara and Lance's mom walk in on them with Diego's mom and is like what's going on in Darcy before she was stabbed Was like, oh, we are here to find the star. I was told that it's part of, you know, Lance's dad's stuff in the basement. So Stella takes off. And then um, Diego's mom is like, ooh, I'm going to drain you of your power. And so she's also stabbing Darcy to get her power. It's a lot happening to Darcy. Poor girl. We weren't sure if she was going to make it out of here alive. At least I wasn't.
1: What? That is ridiculous. Of course she's going to make it out alive. Look, the
2: girl has been through enough as it is. At least they're keeping us on our toes. We know she's going to make it, but is she actually going to like- We take nothing for granted. I, I just don't trust the sisters at this point. She was able to burn the shadows away from Lance, right? And then they go on the run and they head back to Gabriel's Gabriel's house, house. which is they start us to Gabriel's house, and it has a huge ass shower. And if you, you know, you know, know. if you know, you know, Um, and as they are having their moment, you know, Lance is kind of like stalking her throughout the house because he wants to get back together with her, and he's like, basically, I was trying to give you up because it's better for the kingdom, whatever. And I always love you and want you, but I need you now. Like I know what it's like to have you dying in my arms. Like we need to make this happen. And she's trying to trust him as soon as she's like, okay, you know, we can do this. And she's about to kiss him. She feels the earth shattering. And I mean, if you're having a kiss that that's great, you think that's normal, but it's actually Lionel blasting through the house with his dragon form and his dragon fire. And he basically captures them and throws them into prison. So this is happening like back at
1: the Christmas party. Christmas
2: Eve night. Um, and so he heads back into the palace and he sends everybody home and he tells Tori to like go back into my room, strip down naked. Um, and she's like, oh, no, I've been able to put off having sex with him for so long. I hope this doesn't happen. That's what basically she ha- says. Don't give me that look. Cause she's like, oh fuck, is this gonna happen now? But basically, he wants to strip her down to make sure that she doesn't have any of the antidote on her, and then he uses his supp- suppressant on, like, order injection for her. Um, they strap her up, burn her way the tattoo, and luckily she's strong enough now to withstand the interrogation or whatever, and so. She's going through this all night, skipped to Christmas morning. Darius is waiting for his dad to join him for breakfast. Lionel strolls up and is like, oh, you're getting married today. I have changed the lo- the laws in Solarium. You no longer have to wait until you're graduated to get married. I'm done waiting for you. You're going to put some babies in Mildred and you're going to finally fall into line. I have your girl. And he is like, no, I'm, he's basically like, I don't want to get married. Like you can't do it. I love, um, tori and then he shows the video of him torturing tori and is like this is going to continue if you don't fall into line so he basically is like admitting defeat and he has to go marry mildred he gets ready um heads down there he has red
0: in all of this because like he has to marry mildred there's no way out of it tori has to sit there and watch them get married
2: yeah and so he doesn't know Tori's going to be there yet so he walks down the aisle and tori is wearing white and he's like What another freaking slap to the face and he immediately goes to her and Lionel's like, oh, I'm so nice of her father. I'm going to give you guys a moment. um, And they go into their little silencing bubble and he grabs her face and he's like, baby, tell me what to do. And I was like, going to cry at this moment. She's like, tears in her eyes. She's like, there's nothing else. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, I you have to do it. Like, because she thinks he's doing it for her and she's doing it for him. And, you know,
1: yada, yada, yada. And so freaking sad. Just quick editorial note. Um, at some point, Tori like slipped up, so um, it was apparent she wasn't under control of the shadows, and we also find out that Lionel's been using Vard, his seer cyclops, um, to get inside information. So that's how he knew that Tori and like Darius were betraying him, and that Lance and Darcy would be at the Orion House. So that asshole. Vard the asshole also fuck that guy. Major fuck, that, fuck guy. that guy.
2: Um so Mildred comes walking down the aisle and she looks absolutely hideous. Poor Darius. Um they have their little union and she basically drags him out of there so they can go have some dragon babies, right? Um they get into the room. And Darius is talking himself into this. He's like, I don't know how I'm gonna get my dick up. Like, I just have to do this, to get this over with. Then he's like, maybe I'll just bend her over and use my ice, my water magic to create like an ice dildo, and she will never know better. Like, she's a virgin. Like, how is she know? And then I'll deal with the fact that I don't have any ears later. As she, he bends her over, and he's like feeling her up. He's like, wait, is this a surprise you had for me, your dude? And it turns out to be Gabriel. <laughs> Gabriel was posing as Mildred with an illusion and he was the one that he got married to. So the union is fake because Gabriel's already married and it wasn't in good faith and honesty.
0: And Mildred is locked in a closet.
2: Mildred is locked in a closet. Darius suddenly becomes pissed. He's like, why did you make it so believable? Why did you grope on me? He goes, remember when you did not welcome my sister into the school and you burned off all her clothes and you bullied her and did this and this and this? And he's like, "Ah, touche. Anyhow, the two of them get over it. It was Gabriel's so funny. Like,
0: so funny. You're like, in the lowest low is that you're, he's marrying Mildred. And you're like, no, I can't believe it. And then he's like, wait a minute. You're it not was, Mildred.
1: It was I think a Gabriel said something
0: like, aren't you going to warm me up or something first before he like <laughs> pends him over? Gabriel went
2: full in on this and it was just too good. Too good. Um, Gabriel tells him, like, hey, I need you to come with me to – I don't even remember what the freaking name is.
1: The jungle place where they like – where he likes to fly.
2: He tells him, hey, my sisters are going to die today. One of my sisters are going to die today. And uh, the only way I can see around this is if you come to me to this specific place, which is in a jungle, and, you know, one of them will live. And, you know, him loving both of them, especially Tori, he's like, all right, let's go. They go through the jungle. Um, Darius is basically given the option – to, you know, leave as is, you know, there's a potential like Tori will die or he can give his life for Tori. She lives and he has one year to live with her. So obviously he takes the second option as part of the deal is all their bonds break. So that's the star bond, the guardian bond, and it also breaks for Tori as well and Lance. So we cut back into prison where Lance and Darcy are. And it turns out that they're not in a traditional prison. They're in a pit that was previously used for, like, nymph trials or something like that. And Darcy has her order, um, suppressant injection, so she can access her order. Lance finally does have this order. They gave it back to him, and they're fighting these nymphs left and right. And...
1: Yeah, uh, because Lytle decides to announce to the kingdom that um, Darcy tried to kill him previously. He's making it seem, you know, that... Darcy and Lance need to be punished they have to fight for their lives essentially. Yes. So they are basically fighting for their lives.
2: The moment that they emit defeat and they're like holding each other. Cause they just want to be with each other. Like before they die, the rebellion breaks in and suddenly the heirs are there. Geraldine is there. A huge fight breaks out between all of them. Caleb, um, is trying to get to Tori, who is up on the box with Lionel, and they're going back and forth, back and forth, um, because she's trying to protect Lionel. And then immediately, her bond with Lionel breaks because of Darius. We, At that time, the guardian bonds, and she turns on him, and she attacks him, and she burns off his hand. And she goes flying.
1: It was great. Good A good huge dance. moment good for good her. Dance. Meanwhile... So, oh, I just want to say really quickly, before the fight breaks out, um lance declares himself um and he calls you know the vegas his queens and darcy his queen
2: oh and he kneels for her
1: yeah yeah it was it was great
2: sorry great moment we're just running out of time so if you have not read that part go read that part um meanwhile this is the part that sucks because shadow bitch always comes back um lance and darcy have been in this like shadow circle with clara And Clara is trying to put a curse on Darcy. And we find out through the soul hat before they got captured by Lionel that Clara is actually the shadow princess is actually someone called Lavinia, who is um, the princess of the nymphs. And you find out her story there and she's been inhabiting Clara's body. So she's trying to put this curse on Darcy to fulfill some like thing that she was doing with the revenge before yeah some
1: petty revenge she she felt that she was wronged by the previous phoenix queen and the previous dragon lord um and so she's taking it out on the phoenix Mm -hmm. queen's heirs i.e tori and darcy right so she's trying to put that curse on
2: him and she needs blood so she uses lance's blood um and lance actually kills clara because she you get glimpses of Clara throughout this entire scene of her like original she's begging Lance like kill me like set me free is basically what she's saying so he stabs her and he thinks it's done right no shadow bitch shows up behind finishes off the curse and we don't know what the curse is so Darcy's on the floor she has a shadow handprint on her arm you know she can't feel her order um and then it gets worse like the more nymphs show up and they have to retreat they hop on Dante's back and they roll out and, and that's team. how the book ends. They are fugitives. They're on the run.
0: No, I will mm-hmm. say I like that this book ended with like a natural point to end. It wasn't some crazy cliffhanger. We had a battle. Our main heroes got away. We had a win from Lionel, but we also suffered a loss of this crazy curse that now we know something spunky with Darcy. Um, but overall, super good book i think one of my favorite in the series
2: it yeah. is one of my favorites in the series so as
1: well. i want to say that one i thought we were really lucky that we were able to read the first six books um without any breaks yeah um because if i had had to read you know book four especially um and then wait for book five i think i would have died um <laughs> i think you would have lost me it would have taken me a while yeah. to come back but so we were able to read all six. And I remember specifically reading this scene while like on the exercise bike and like texting you guys because um, you guys hadn't read the book yet. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like freaking out full on. Just I don't know what to do here. Um, It was crazy action.
2: Very action packed. Very action packed. And you still get like those very high emotion parts because when Darius was, you know, talking to the stars or whatever they're giving him the options they give him visions as well so he fully understands what's going on and the vision of him on christmas day like in the future holding on to tori and tori's crying over him and his body just releases power and he basically dies She pregnant in that vision also no god no
1: there was a separate vision where she was okay i thought there was
2: but like i was just in my feelings i was like this hurts like Ow. you know how to write
0: a painful scene they
2: do and that wasn't even the real scene that was just like a vision scene and i was still tearing up about it
0: um, well you know we always have book seven <laughs> book 7 oh is God. not
2: looking forward to recapping that one
1: book seven. i think i have five. that one
2: you do but i still feel like i need to read it because i haven't i've only read that one once i've read all of them the other ones multiple times
1: I only read book seven once too because it's just – it was too painful.
2: Yeah. I just don't think my heart can take it, but I
1: have to. I was um – I'm going to take I one de- for you guys, our fans. Just know I love you enough
2: to do this. Put myself in We this do culture. this
0: for you. It's for us, but we do it for you too. Any last thoughts on Faded Throne? It's just really good. You should read it if you haven't.
2: Really good. Highs and lows. Go, <laughs> yeah, go, go, books, go. Three books, one through
0: five. Then read, read this. Um, but we always love to hear from you as we finish up this episode for today. Um, and so please, you can go ahead to leave us a review on Apple Music, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. So that's where we are now. Um, so please leave us a review, like us, rate us. We'd love to hear from you. You can also message us on Instagram or TikTok. Um, we heard from a few fans, uh, Angie, who loved the Dark Olympus series, and our good friend Mountain Books. So she's Mountain Books, not Motion Books. Glad we got it right. But she's also requesting that we read Darkmoor, which is a companion series to this, which we'll get to. That one also ends in a crazy cliffhanger, so I think she advised us to wait until the next book comes out. So we will heed your advice and wait on that one. But, um, you know, if you guys love that you're here, leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. And we'll catch you next time when we get on book seven of the Zodiac Academy series. Heartless guy. Heartless guy. And she – Bring the
1: tissues.
0: She's a doozy. She's a doozy. <sighs> you know, they had some nerve releasing this by, like, the holiday season, like, just with enough time to, like, really, really get in your head.
2: I feel like it's their thing because in their books, big things happen on Christmas. Like, Well,
0: you know what I learned from – and I don't know if this is completely true, so maybe if there's any British listeners le- you can fill me in. But I learned um, – from watching uh, Downton Abbey, that in British series, they usually have their big cliffhangers. In yes. The, the Christmas, the Christmas episode. episode, where we usually have happy, happy go lucky, lovey episodes like Hallmark movies, they have their big cliffhangers. So I believe that that yeah. is.
1: But there's always the Christmas special yep. where something big happens. So that's what they're doing to us, I guess. So. Yeah, Bridget doesn't look amused by this. No.
2: No, not at all. They hate us.
0: Yep. Yeah, well. I see you. I see you, sisters. And I know what you're doing. All right, guys. That's all from us today. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, we'll catch you next time.
1: Bye. Bye. Bye.